What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sideline Huddle Podcast. I am your host, Juan Blancarte, joined by my co-host, Luis Ramos, and we got more football news for y'all. And another fun segment where we're actually going to be picking our predictions for uh, this season's uh, division winners. Uh, Luis, how you feeling over there? I know we were both uh, just talking about Andrew Luck's retirement, and it's actually the main piece of news that we have for the guys today. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing great over here on my end. Uh, excited to be back for our second episode. Um, you know, this this whole Andrew Luck retiring really, really caught us by surprise. So let's dive into that. Uh, Andrew Luck, yesterday, uh, August 24th, which is a Saturday, uh, just out of nowhere, decided that uh, he was going to retire from playing football after, I believe it was eight seasons seven with the Colts. I think it was seven. Uh, yeah, seven. Seven. Yeah, you know, main factor for him retiring was that uh, injuries became a toll on him mentally. You know, you know, he said that it took a it took the joy out of the game for him having to go through rehab and surgeries and all that stuff and. Uh, it's pretty. It's a uh, pretty shocking news. Uh, what do you? How do you feel about it? I mean, I I don't want to say I saw it coming, but it's like the type of thing where you think about it. Like, man, you know, this. It's it, like another player I can kind of compare it to is AJ Green. You know, where it seems like, man, these guys are injured a lot, and uh, you know, Andrew Luck playing that position, and then the Colts haven't really done him any favors as far as getting him an elite O line until last year. And, uh, I mean, you get beat up a lot. I actually took note of all the injuries that he suffered through his uh, seasons. And, and I got them written down right here. It's torn cartilage and two ribs, a partially torn abdomen, a lacerated kidney that left him pissing blood, at least one concussion. We know how concussions aren't always, like, reported accurately. Yeah. Uh, a torn labrum in his throwing shoulder. And then now he got this calf and ankle issue, which I think I was reading into it a little bit. And a lot of people were thinking that it was something kind of how... Uh, KD had where you know it started off as an ankle issue and then it moved up to his calf and then we know how everybody said oh KD's injury is a, a calf injury and then next time he played he pretty much tore his Achilles and I think it was something along those lines but I mean pre- still pretty young I mean quarterback who was in his prime of his career with the team who you know had Super Bowl aspirations so I mean it is pretty crazy but it's not the first uh, NFL player who's retired at the age of 30 or before 30 yeah it is it is insane you know and um it's hard, like, as a fan, from our point, you, you just think, like, oh, come on, you know, suck it up or whatever. But, you know, just being out there, if, I mean, being being in their shoes, it's just, like, all those injuries. And, I mean, he's, think about it, he's walking away from $58 million that's left on his contract. You know, to walk away from that kind of money, it must, you know, first of all, I think it took everything out of him, like, to, uh, to retire. Um... And the cool thing is that I think the Colts, uh, they they let him keep twenty four point eight million that yeah, he, he had to pay back to them. Yeah. So that's that's a nice gesture for them, from them. Um, the way I see it, it's probably just like, hey, you know, take this year off, and if maybe they're just doing it as a nice gesture for like, take this year off, and if you know maybe you do want to come back, you know. Yeah, it's like it's like, hey man, you know, we we didn't make you pay anything back, and you're more than welcome to come back. You know, positions there yeah, for okay. you. Like live live in a with a good note, and uh, I took note of like some other notable great players that retired at an early age. Oh yeah, I was looking at that too. There was a there's actually it's actually quite a stacked stacked list. Yeah, it's a pretty big list, but I only have like four players that that, that stood out to me, and it was just uh, Barry Sanders. Obviously, he was 31 when he retired. What I, he uh, was 31? I could have swore he was younger, but okay. Was, yeah, it was 31. Uh, 
Megatron. He was 30 when yeah. he retired. Uh, you know, another player that retired this past offseason that was expected was Gronk. You know, yeah. he retired pretty uh, He was it, 30 years old. If you had to put like a like an all-time worn-out team before the age of 30, I think it's going to be Andrew Luck and, like, Gronk at the tight end position. Yeah. And Calvin Johnson, that receiver. I mean, poor Calvin Johnson was on some, like, god-awful teams with the Lions and, you know, a lot of wasted yeah. years there. Um, and then Gronk, yeah, Gronk's, you know, I mean, the position he plays, the way he plays, it was only a matter of time. And, and I think I think the, the common factor between, well, just these four that or the three that I named, four at the name, but three of these players is that, Injuries played a big factor on why they decided to retire early, you know. Gronk, how I mean, his his shoulder, his arm, every single time he was always hurt, so that took a toll on him. Yeah, that I mean, brace never that brace never came off. It was like a part yeah. of him, even in the games. I think it even came out in Madden at that point. Like it was just a part of who he yeah. was. And then I think yeah. Pat, Patrick Willis also retired pretty young. Oh, that's right, Patrick Willis retired Patrick, young. Yeah, I mean, and it's it, honestly now looking at the list, and it's like, damn, there's like some all-time greats there. You know, like who knows if a lot of those players have kept playing, it would be, you know, Calvin Johnson especially could have like passed Jerry Rice. I mean, he had some monstrous seasons. Yeah, and, he was uh, a huge target. And I do believe that like Andrew Luck, when he first started, a lot of people were saying, you know, oh, this guy's gonna own all the records when it's all said and done. And, you know, he was, he was a great player. So, But I, I'm honestly surprised that more players don't make this decision to step away because, you know, how he said he's leaving $60 million on the table. But I think I was looking at his career earnings are close to $100 million, which, I mean, if we're being honest, that should set him up for a very comfortable retirement, not only him, but future generations and his family. So mm-hmm. I'm honestly surprised that more players don't do this. And then another thing I wanted to point out that was kind of shitty, and I'm not sure the whole uh, context of it, but I mean, it's pretty obvious that a lot of uh, Colts fans were actually booing him off the field. Oh, yeah, that was horrible, man. Yeah, man, I don't know. I mean, you got to respect the guy's decision. Yeah, like, I mean, as a Colts fan, if you're a Colts fan, you, you kind of, you should have understand, like, already been kind of pre-prepared for this, especially with his shoulder injury when, you know, retirement... It, retirement rumors came up then when his shoulder and you know was never getting never getting healthy again kind of should have been meant to repair like hey well eventually he might retire sooner than later and then just appreciate the fact that Angelo was you know for the time that he played he was one of the greatest quarterbacks in the league for those short those seven seasons that he played he put up remarkable numbers with the shit so, line yeah like put and then there's and even now, I think, like, if you check on social media, like, the NFL, they'll post, like, little clips of, like, you know, Andrew Luck and how he played and stuff. And there's just one clip I saw today. Uh, I think the Colts were getting their, their asses beat in that game. It is, I'm not sure who the point was. It didn't show who the point or what the score was. But they were getting their asses beat. And Andrew Luck was like, hey, man, it's like, I don't, you know, it's like, I know we're, we're playing pretty bad, but I don't want to, be you know, be out here. With about the tub between my legs, he's like, "Can I just go out there and?" Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, when he, yeah, when he was asking to be taken back in. Uh, yeah. yeah, I've seen a few clips of that. I also saw another one that was kind of funny and telling is uh, the ones where he's like, uh, how he was such a nice sportsman, you know, like he was getting sacked and he would be like, "Oh, good job, big boy," or "Nice hit, big boy." And I was like, like oh, all these yeah. highlights are of him getting absolutely smacked. Like no wonder the guy retired. It's like <laughs> you know, like you should have seen it coming. Like I mean, there's highlights of him being nice after getting absolutely destroyed. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just surprising, man, honestly, um, especially because I think so many of us were like, oh, shit, you know, Antonio Brown's going to retire if they don't let him wear whatever the hell he wants to wear. Oh, yeah. And then, boom, Andrew Luck's like, all right, bet, you know, like, I'll retire first. And then I think something else pretty crazy I told you yesterday, it's, I mean, looking back at the draft, I think it was, what, 2012 draft, and I think it was him and RG3. 
uh, that mm-hmm. went first and second, and then just how it, it all turns out now. Like we said, notwithstanding that he's going to stay retired, but the fact that you know, RG three never really became what he thought he was going to be, and now he's a backup in Baltimore, and then now Andrew Luck's retired, and it looks like the best quarterbacks that came out of that, or at least longevity wise, are uh, uh, is I think it's Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins, which is pretty insane to think about. Yeah, it is. It is pretty crazy, but you know, it's the game of football, and it's just. With so many like new technology and reports coming out of head injuries and just things like that, players are being more concerned about their own health instead of like risking it all for the team. He's just he's just waiting to uh, he's just waiting for Tom to retire. That way he can go to Denver, and uh, you know <laughs> that's pretty much what's it's happening terrible. here. Yeah, man, Colts quarterbacks and de- become future Broncos, so it's all good. But uh, yeah, man, Andrew Luck retires at the age of twenty nine. Uh, just a few final stats here for his career. Uh, had a 53 and 33 record, tallying 171 touchdowns and 23,671 passing yards against 83 interceptions, and a career passer rating of 89.5. So, Mr. Andrew Luck, good luck in your future endeavors. Uh, moving on to more news, got Zeke, who still has not uh, shown up for Cowboys training camp or practice. And, uh, yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts on that, Luis? I know that uh, I was reading, Ed Warder reported that the Cowboys offered him a contract that would make him the second highest paid running back right behind Todd Gurley, but in front of uh, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. And, uh, uh, yeah, it's just it's curious to see how long, how long this is going to play out. Uh, obviously, the Cowboys did sign Jalen Smith. They extended him well, a couple of days ago. They and I like, do. Was it? It, I, what was weird about that to me was that Jalen Smith still had like two more years on his current contract. Yeah, so it's it's almost like an, I, a, a middle finger to Zeke in yeah, a way. Yeah, yeah, like not a, maybe not a middle like, finger, but it's gonna be like, hey man, we're offering you like earnest money. You know, we're offering you good money here. It's like you know, we're yeah. not cheap. I think it's almost like a sign to the media too. We're not being cheap here. Like you know. Yeah, like they're like they're taking care of the players, and the players are showing up to camp. You know, so it's just like. They're trying to make make a statement out there by extending him, but did you uh, did you read the Jerry Jones comments? Um, no, was no, it the one about? It's it was a few days ago. I think it was last week where I think Tony Pollard, the running back that's currently filling in for Zeke, had a pretty good game, and uh, they asked uh, they were asking Jerry Jones something, and then they asked him about Zeke, and he's like Zeke who? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I said yeah. I, I, I read that. I did read that one. <laughs> yeah, then yeah, uh, he, is, he is a ballsy man for for yeah, that. Yeah, and then know? he addressed the he addressed the comments he made, and he said he's like, I feel like I've earned the right to joke with him, and uh, you know, I was like, damn, I don't know, you know, it just seems like a really shitty situation to make that kind of joke. And then I do believe Zeke's agent came out and said how they felt disrespected and they were not yeah. a fan of it at all. Yeah, neither or yeah, neither Zeke or the agent that they just yeah, like he said. Um, yeah, it's pretty crazy, you know. I, I just feel like, and we talked about this on the last episode how the running back position is, is not that. It's it's uh, yeah. It's I I would not be super excited of paying top dollar for uh, a running back, but I think the the important thing to also note here is how the Cowboys' offense is like run through Zeke, mm-hmm. and especially considering who you have a quarterback, Dak Prescott, someone who you know is asking for north of thirty million dollars per year. I really don't think he's worth that. I, but if I had to, you know, they have a three-headed monster that they're going to have to come, they're going to have to decide what they're going to do with Cooper, uh, Dak, and Zeke. And honestly, if I had to pick two of the three to keep, it would be Cooper and Zeke. Yeah. Um, even though, I, like I said, I don't value the, the running back position all that much, but in that offense, the way it's set up, and, you know, the things Zeke has done, he's, like, top five in his position, if not the best. It's, you know, I think you need Zeke over Dak. And honestly, just 
I don't know. I'm not a fan of Dak. I think I've said it plenty of times before. Yeah. And uh, I don't think he's worth that money. Uh, I think we've seen it before. I mean, I bring it up again, but Denver Broncos won the Super Bowl with, like, a noodle arm, Peyton Manning. You know, it was like a shell of his, mm-hmm. his former self. So, um, but yeah. And then um, also they're throwing more, like, fire. Because uh, I know Zeke's training in Cabo with Marshall Falk. And then Marshall Falk was, like, almost shitting on deck for asking for that much money. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I didn't see that. I didn't see that either with the Marshall Falk. Uh, that's pretty crazy that they're trying to, you know, and it's like, it's like, you know, you guys, these players are getting paid like millions and millions. And, you know, it sucks to see that they've become so greedy. Like, yeah, I know they're, they're the ones putting up the numbers and making all these plays. But at the same time, we got to think about the team. And, you know, if I was a dad, I'd be fine with like 20 million a year or whatever they wanted to offer me, you know? I mean, shit, that's 20 more, that's 20 million more than I would ever make in my whole life. You know, and yeah, also that make if you want to win a Super Bowl and win championships, you gotta think about you know the other players like Zeke and Coop. And I think uh, one of the things for that I remember with Derek Carr when he got extended and he be, had like the biggest contract at that time. Uh, one of his biggest things was when he was talking to the GM was like, "Hey, he's like, yeah, like I like what you're giving me, but I also want to have money to sign other players." He's like, "I don't, is I don't want my contract to get in the way." You know, and I thought that was pretty cool because the Raiders probably could have offered him much more than what they gave him. Uh, and he just was like, he was comfortable with what they were giving him, and he also wanted, you know, hey, you know, I'm going to watch out for my brothers. And I think that's what these players should do too. But, you know, that's just how each player is, and money money is the biggest thing for them. If, if, you, had to, uh, if you had to bet right now if Zeke is available week one, do you think he's available or do you think he's going to hold out a few games? I think he might hold out a few games. Yeah, I, I would really like to see that because I would want to see how Dak is able to carry the team. Yeah, and then, to see if he's really it's worth, almost, his work. But it's almost like he would be doing the Cowboys a favor by like you know counteracting like you know what Dak we were without Zeke for four weeks and we're we're two and two we're one and three you weren't able to really do much for us so you know what you're asking for us money wise we're gonna have to lower it a bit because you know you know. And then yeah. the crazy thing is that I'm sh- like I think Dak can just turn it down unless they franchise tag him or however that goes because I'm pretty sure someone out there that's thirsty for a QB will pay top dollar for Dak Prescott. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. And I mean, just look at the Redskins. You know, they they named the uh, Casey Keenum their starter today too. So that's uh, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't mind taking him from yeah from but, the Cowboys. Um, I think yeah. I think I'll go ahead and say that Zeke might hold out a few games. I'm not 100 percent on that, but. I feel yeah. like at although, this point, although I did uh, I d- earlier today I did read this uh, report from uh, a radio station out from Dallas. It's a one hundred five point three to fan, and they were reporting that supposedly Quinton that one of the sources was saying that Zeke was going was coming back to the Dallas Cowboys this weekend. I mean the weekend's pretty much over, but that he was going to be back and that uh, they were close to a deal. So I mean, I guess we'll see how legit legit they are and find out this later this week if anything happens but you know maybe that's something to keep an eye on yeah so we're still on Zeke watch it'll be interesting because yeah I think he's a very big part of that Cowboys team uh, moving on your favorite news segments that we've been covering at least the Antonio Brown saga continues <laughs> um, it keeps yeah, evolving no, hopefully I know you're a little well, more familiar with the situation uh, you know yeah I mean hopefully I think this is I think this might be the last time we'll We'll have to mention this. Um, so yeah, for left to start where we left off from last time, 
uh, Mike Silver, you know, released all those tweets about AB and the helmet, and he wasn't going to play without his helmet. So a week later to now, uh, he's been playing. He found the helmet that he likes. He sent it into the NFL. They said no. He filed a second uh, grievance. Today, they made a decision. He lost. So his agent came out and said that they were done with it. He's like, it's cool, you know. AB has a helmet. This isn't going to stop him from playing. He has a new helmet, and he's going to play. And he also said that, you know, I guess the their silver lining out of all this was that this, you know, this picked up so much publicity that now there's a helmet manufacturers, companies out there that make the helmets that are offering AB to custom make a helmet for him and that they'll pay him. Yeah, it's pretty much got some sponsorship dollars out of it. I also saw yes, in the Hard Knocks, I think, where they were sending out a message, like, you know, looking on eBay and everywhere for a helmet that would... <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn. You know, like, yeah, some guy was like, oh, no, some guy was like, hey, I'm a huge Raiders fan, and uh, uh, I don't have a helmet, but I'll do anything for you guys, please, you know, whatever. <laughs> and, yeah, it's pretty funny, but, uh, yeah, and that, on that Hard Knocks episode, too, you could tell uh, John Gruden and AB is like, uh, I think I think uh, Gruden played this, played this well because... I think if you look at the relationship Mike Tomlin and AB had, it wasn't the best. As, yeah, the best. And I think Gruden learned from that. So when all this was coming out, Gruden wasn't, wasn't bashing AB at all. He yeah, was just he was, saying, "Hey, you know, we support him for what he's standing yeah. standing up for what he believes in." And you know, I don't know. Yeah, I just was, saying he was playing the part perfectly fine. And then you can see it in the Harnex episode. I think it's the third the uh, third one. Um, He's out there, and AB goes up to him and like, hey, coach, I appreciate you for everything, for having my back and for looking out for me. And then Green was like, hey, your problems are my problems, right? And I think the the big, the key thing that he told him out of this was like, hey, I, like, I know you're, you're a businessman. He's like, I know you're a big, a big dude, and you have a lot of people in your ear. He's like, but just remember that at the end of the day, it's all about football, and just keep it simple, and just, you know, football comes first. And then AB kind of was like, step, took a step back. He's like, yeah, okay, cool, you know? Yeah, he's so weird, man, because he's so well-spoken. I mean, I've never really much to watch on a, on Antonio Brown, but he just comes across so well-spoken and just a hard worker. And it's, yeah. it's, like, weird where this comes from, you know, because you wouldn't expect it just seeing how his work ethic is. Like, you know, we know he was picked in the later rounds and worked his way up to being the best receiver in football. Um, I was also going to ask you, did you see uh, Mike Mayock's comments last Sunday? Oh, when he was told him was uh, all in or all out. Yeah, yeah. Here, let me let me read it real quick, just because I think it's a good tidbit. So this is from Mike Mayock. You know, obviously he's frustrated with the whole situation. And this is what he told reporters, because he he wasn't at practice. You all know that AB is not here today. So here's the bottom line: he's upset about the helmet issue. We have supported that. We appreciate that. But at this point, we've pretty much exhausted all avenues of relief. So from our perspective, it's time for him to be all in or all out. So we're hoping he's back soon. We've got 89 guys busting their tails. We are really excited about where this franchise is going, and we hope AB is going to be a big part of it starting week one against Denver. End of story, no questions. Yeah, when I saw that, I thought that was a ballsy move. I was like, <laughs> oh, it, was like really it was really risky because I'm like, that's it. that could go either one or two ways, uh, just knowing how AB is. But uh, yeah, I was like, no, man, I, I, thought, I thought it was necessary, especially coming from the GM. He's a higher up, so it's just like, if someone's going to do it, it has to be him. And right after that, the next day, AB was, was there in camp. You know, he showed up and did his thing. So yeah, I mean, that it, it might have paid off for him. And then also, I, I, this goes back to another thing. You know, when the Raiders first traded to AB, it's it, it almost feels like to me because you know AB's getting older now. Um, 
that it's almost like a win now move. You know, like why else would you trade for you know the best receiver? Yeah, in the that's NFL? true. You know, it, it just feels kind of weird because I mean, uh, even biased or non-biased, it's like the Raiders aren't in a win now position, in my opinion. Especially after now, you know, and AB feels like a win now move, which is kind of weird to me. Yeah, the, a lot of the moves that they made it seems like a win now uh, moves, because uh, because usually when the team you know is planning as a rebuild or for the future, you know they don't make spontaneous trades like that. They usually keep all their picks and try to be smart with who they sign. And the Raiders this offseason was kind of a mixture of both, where you know they, they traded for AB. They signed Incognito. They uh, signed uh, Vontez. They signed all the um, crazy ones. They signed yeah, a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> they signed all the crazy uh, ones. I, just, I don't know if you, I thought it was funny uh, on the episode two on the Hard Knocks where these fights were breaking up. Were breaking yeah, up and Richie's like, "Oh, I'm teaching them what I learned in counseling." I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I, was like yeah. "I thought it was funny because I'm like, out of all people, like he was the one that stayed away from all the fights, and he's like, yeah." I gotta let just count to ten, just count to ten and breathe in and breathe out. That's all you need to do. <laughs> yeah, man, I was I like, it was I was like that, that, the season's gonna be a mess, especially if you have like Rich Incognito as counselor to the team. I was like, my <laughs> god, man. Yeah. And then, and then like, I don't think it's happened in a Hard Knocks episode, but Perfect was the one that knocked out AB a few years ago, right? Like super nasty and gave him like a nasty yeah. concussion. And I don't think and this year they're all lovey dovey, man. Have they? I have it. That's what yeah. I was looking forward to, like a scene where they encountered each other, because man, that was a bad hit. That wasn't no like. That yeah, was like that a was potential like, career in That was probably like two seasons ago or three. But yeah, I think that one of these episodes uh, when he shows up to camp, I think it was the second episode towards the end when he shows up and all the, all the teammates go up to him. They're all saying hi. And yeah, you can see Vontes. He's all smiling, goes up to him and hugs him. He's like, yeah, man, good to see you back. You know? Yeah, it's kind of weird. But, uh, everything, everything is, yeah, it's just every, what everybody expected to see from this Hard Knocks hasn't turned out that way, you know? Yeah. Maybe yeah. just the gruding and the cussing, but... Worst hard knocks ever, man. Um, but we'll see. I mean, Antonio Brown saga <laughs> continues. Uh, hopefully, he misses week one. Uh, Probably not. We hope so. And uh, <laughs> All right, so... Oh, we got uh, two more tidbits of news. Uh, we'll start with uh, Lamar Miller, torn ACL. Obviously, out for the season. Texans now are going to have to rely on Duke Johnson. Luis, your thoughts on that? Uh, it sucks. I was looking forward to drafting in my fantasy. But, uh, you know, I guess it just shows another example of uh, how these preseason games, they could be costly. Uh, Especially if you're a starter. I think, I I, I mean, most teams, and you're you're seeing this a little bit more now, especially the Rams. uh, Most teams, they're they're keeping their starters out of this preseason. Yeah, man. A lot of coaches are, like, not giving an F and just, like, saying, yeah, Yeah, I'm not. They're just pulling them out. Like, if anything, a series or two, but that's about it. And it's just, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's unfortunate. Um, but it's 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 tough because like part of me is like you know maybe just kind of get rid of it or reduce it, but then like watching hard knocks and looking at these uh, undrafted players that are trying to make a team, you know the preseason is all they got. Yeah, it's crucial, man. Like the, it's crucial like, for them. The, the last preseason. the last quarter, the last fourth quarter for a lot of these, you know, the ones on the roster bubble are about to get cut. You know, it's like every play counts. You know, like yeah. every opportunity, every little play counts. You know, even if it's like you on a. You're a wide receiver on the run play blocking, you know, shit like that sticks out. You know, like they want somebody like that for special teams or, you know, things like that. So, uh, yeah, and I've, like you said, I've seen a lot of coaches and it's uh, along with, you know, obviously it sucks for Lamar Miller, but at least the Texans have Duke Johnson. Uh, but mm-hmm. another player who got injured in preseason and got nothing out of it is Cam Newton. 
you know, Cam Newton. Oh, that's right. He sprained yeah. his foot. Cam Newton, another guy that's, you know, kind of had injury issues in the past and is injured again. And, you know, it was all during a preseason game. It's, I think someone made, like, a quote or something where it's like, you know, it's football. Injuries are going to happen. But if, if they're going to happen, they'd rather have been in week one during a game that actually means something. Yeah, uh, you as know, opposed to the preseason. Yeah, where there's nothing. I yeah. mean, even me, like, every year I'm like, oh, man, preseason football, I can't wait. And then it's like after the first two games, I'm like, eh, you know, it's... Yeah, eh, I can skip this. But then, I mean, it's, it's, at, at times it could be kind of exciting just to see like what players could be breakout players for your team in the regular season. But I think I think that's where uh, these coaches and the GMs gotta kind of come up with a plan where it's just the starters just don't even. And don't I think even, it, I think it's gonna be a big part of the bother. of the collective bargaining agreement because I think they're due for another. Uh, contract or another agreement yeah it's, it's, next it's, year. yeah it's gonna be another driving point and then i know for the broncos vic fangio actually was a fan of the preseason and he said it was important to the players to you know uh you know get some ta- some uh plays in there you know get them warmed up get them yeah get them familiar and then uh drew lock sprained his thumb and then his thumb or his pinky and, and he's like yeah uh none of the starters are gonna play anymore <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah I love it <laughs> player yeah. gets hurt oh you know fuck that <laughs> and it was like the backup QB you know I mean it's it's just yeah. funny how that happens but yeah man Lamar Miller goes down torn ACL so I know the Texans are you know contenders we'll talk about that a little bit later but uh, yeah so Duke Johnson's gonna have to step up uh, moving on next final piece of news Doug Martin released by the Raiders Luis uh, what are your feelings uh, maybe you've been keeping up I know they drafted Josh Jacobs how is he progressing how is he looking yeah, Josh Jacobs is obviously going to be the clear-cut starter. Um, you know, in the beginning they said Doug Martin was going to be in, that Josh Jacobs is going to have to earn his spot. But I think Doug Martin's been hurt because you haven't seen much action from him. I don't think he played much in the preseason. I don't think he's been practicing as much. And, uh, yeah, so he was just a casualty. And they're placing him on the injured reserve, but obviously he's going to be released. And then he was and also getting just, older. You know, yeah. And then they also have, like, their running back there that's pretty deep. They have uh, West Josh Jacobs and then Jalen Richard and DeAndre Washington. So, And I think it's just going to be, like, f- the first of plenty of moves to come, especially now with roster cutdowns yeah. in the next couple of weeks. So, you know, we'll probably have a lot more news on that on roster cutdowns. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, not I guess a little surprised, but not too surprised. Uh, yeah, I mean, you drafted Josh Jacobs number in the first round, so you know, obviously, you you want him to be in the game plan, and then he's also from Alabama, who's really good at developing and uh, recruiting running backs. And then for an Alabama running back, he's actually got kind of fresh, fresh. legs. Yeah, I you know, know, like he's not all run down. <laughs> he's not, <laughs> not run down. His knees aren't burnt. So yeah, so I mean, it's gonna be. I'm a big fan of his, and then I I know like way before the draft, I was like, oh, I think the Raiders are probably gonna take Josh Jacobs, and then sure enough, that's what happened. So I'm excited to watch him play. Hopefully, he doesn't do too good, two games out of the practice. whole season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I'm excited too. He's he looks pretty good. I mean. For safety concerns, they haven't played much in the preseason, but it looks good. It looks good. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, the, the Raiders have potential on offense, but, I mean, you know, it's just, we'll see how it meshes. It's hard to predict right now this early. All right, yeah. so that's it for the news. Uh, moving on to our main segment, uh, Luis and I are going to be picking our uh, division winners for this upcoming season. Of course, all these predictions have been pulled out of our ass with uh, no research done whatsoever. Of course, uh, like always, this is what we do. Our, uh, yeah, what we do best. I fired up the Madden uh, franchise, Madden Twenty, ran it like five times, and just uh, did and some averaging from there. Yep, that's pretty much what happened here. So we're starting off. All with I did the, was flip a coin. 
Yeah, it sounds about right. I, I knew you, that's what you were doing when you told me that uh, you were deciding between the Chiefs and the Raiders in the AFC West. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't even think we should uh, record this podcast anymore. Maybe we should. Yeah, I think this is it. We should just send it now. <laughs> it's like a, we're sounding like a podcast for the Onion or something, man. <laughs> All right, uh, so, so unreliable. Uh, first division is the AFC East, uh, who uh, you know primarily has been dominated by the Patriots. Luis, I'll let you pick this one. Who do you have? And then um, I'm pretty sure we agreed on this one. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I have a Patriots. Uh, it's a no-brainer, man. Uh, I mean, they are the reigning Super Bowl champions. The Tom Brady's coming back. Bill Belichick's coming back for another season. They've won a division for 10 straight years, 17 out of 19, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, there's not much to it. The, I mean, if you look at the division, the Bills, they're still rebuilding. They have a second-year start in Josh Allen. Uh, the Dolphins look like a mess. They they're have a rookie yeah. coach. Yeah, they're in complete rebuild mode. Yeah, you know, competition, quarter, the quarterback competition isn't that great with Fitzmagic and Rosen. And they're looking to treat other stars. Yeah. And the Jets, I mean, the Jets look okay. Like, if, if the Patriots run into any trouble... I think it'll be the Bills or the Jets. The Jets because of fall. Um, I mean, uh, uh, if you uh, the, actually, I was gonna say the Jets. I think I was looking when we were you know picking these division winners. Obviously, we did do some research. Um, mm-hmm. Looking at the Jets, I think they're like the team of the future if things really work out as For far them. in that division. Because I mean, obviously, I picked the Patriots too. You know, it's the Patriots. I don't think you can write them off until Bill Belichick and Tom Brady retire. Because even if Tom Brady yeah. retires, Bill Belichick is still an amazing coach. And he's going to make it work. But looking mm-hmm. at the Jets, I mean, they're like a really tough and super talented team. They added Le'Veon Bell, C.J. Mosley. They have Jamal Adams at safety. Um, you know, Sam Darnold, who's progressing. Quinnen Williams, who's, you know, we still don't know how he's going to look. But, I mean, if if he matches up to his draft stock, he's going to be great. So, I think the Jets are going to be a tough team. I think they're the team of the future. But, yeah, as of right now, um, I think the Patriots still, uh, you know, hold that division down. And uh, it's also interesting to look at their receiving court because, uh, you know, obviously they lost Gronk. Um, they still have yeah. Julian Edelman there. They drafted and kill Harry in the first round, who's a good receiver, like what I saw from him. Josh Gordon is back from suspension. Back. Yeah, so yeah, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, for another six to eight weeks, we hope. And then uh, we'll, yeah. see, we'll see what happens. And then um, they also have Demarius Thomas, who at this point, I'm not sure if he makes the team. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's yeah. looking really hard for it's, Yeah, because I don't think he's been playing at all. I think he's still recovering from his injury, yeah. right? Yeah, the Achilles tear, I think it was. Uh, but uh, yeah, and then um, another thing to point out is I think the, the Patriots defense has looked really, really good in the preseason. Um, I know, I mean, last year they gave uh, in the Super Bowl they gave Jared Goff fits, and um, I know they lost Brian Flores, their defensive coordinator, he's the head coach over there with the Dolphins now. But yeah. uh, and they also brought in Greg Schiano, uh, who had a lot of familiarity with uh, Patriots players, the McCourty brothers primarily, and then he randomly left. Like, and then so I think Bill Belichick's going to be calling the defensive plays now. So. I mean, oh, yeah. that's right, huh? He, he was there, and then like two weeks later, he just left. Yeah, he left. Was it after as after they got Bennett? Was it wasn't doesn't like yes. Bennett didn't no, like him and stuff you like know, that? No, it was that, and then they also brought in a linebackers coach, former player. I think it was Gerard Mayo. I think they brought in ah, Gerard. I, I don't know so. if that had anything to do with it, but obviously, you know, you don't want conflicting personalities, which has always been like the Patriots thing. You know, like oh, you're gonna cause issues here. You're gonna ask for more money. Bye. Get out of here. Yeah, give us a six rounder for this scrub. We don't care. You know, and uh, real, that's crazy. Yeah, and then they, it's like uh, they brought in. Uh, <laughs> they, they still win. Yeah, they oh, still then, win. Uh, Jamie Collins is back too. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then they come back with their tail between their legs, like you know, you were right, yeah. I was wrong. I, I apologize. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I did not know what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, AFC East. I'm um, both agreed on the Patriots. I mean, easy pick as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, moving on, next division, AFC North. So I'll go ahead and go first on this one. Um, I don't know if we agreed on this one because it's actually kind of a tough division. Um, I picked the Browns. Uh, so obviously they're receiving a ton of attention, and you know they're like kind of Super Bowl favorites to a lot of people. And I mean, I know I've said it before. It's gonna be interesting to see if the Browns work out because you know we've seen plenty of teams go into the season with a lot of hype, and then it just doesn't work out. Sometimes they don't yeah, make the playoffs. But looking at this team, I mean, they're way too stacked at a lot of different positions for them not to like, win the it's division. It's too good. It's good to be true. Yeah, it's like a Madden team. I mean, you have OBJ. They brought in Kareem Hunt, one-year deal. Baker Mayfield looked good. Denzel Ward's looking good. Nick Chubb is good. So they already have two great running backs. Uh, yeah. They drafted Greedy Williams. You know, it's they get Miles Garrett, who's a monster. Yeah, Andrew, uh, don't forget Landry. Yeah, Jarvis Landry. I mean, uh, and Joku at tight end. I mean, how ridiculous is that? Like, you know, like. It, yeah, that team is really stacked. Yeah, yeah, it's really stacked. But um, yeah, it's not the team that I picked. Surprisingly, Ooh, who'd you pick? Who'd you pick? Uh, I picked the Ravens, man. I just Ooh. for me, I think. Uh, watch the Ravens. I picked the Ravens not only because they won it last year, but I mean, I think they are probably like, the only team in the division with fewer turnover on the team. Mm. Um, mm, Jackson, Jackson will be coming back as a full. He'll be four years a starter after taking over for Flacco midseason last season. Um, they added a Mark Ingram to help the running game, so that's gonna be good for uh, for Jackson. Uh, they also drafted Marquise Brown, so he's gonna be their new number one receiver for, for the Ravens. And they also added Earl Thomas to that second there, which is already good. And they had the number one defense last season. They did lose C.J. Mosley, Smith, and uh, yeah, Cedarius so Smith, Eric Weddle, and Terrell Suggs, who yeah. you know, even though they weren't like in their prime anymore, they were still really good veteran leaders on that team. But man, you're like really banking like on Lamar Jackson, like really making like a big jump as far as the passing yeah, game yeah. goes. Because well, I mean, the offense is yeah. Because the offense is gonna, I think they have a new OC and it's gonna what they're gonna focus is maximizing Jackson's Jackson's talent, you know. So it's just I'm really banking on Jackson this off this this season. And, yeah, I you know. I, uh, no, go ahead. for me, it's just like the Browns. Like I know that the favorites and. It's who I mean. If I was spending money on, I guess I would pick the Browns. But it's just too you know, good to be true. Much, you think? Yeah, too much talent on that team, and then the characters and first-year head coach. You just never know how it's going to play out. You know, when the game's on the line and these players start fighting over the ball, or if who's not getting enough receptions and carries and injuries happen it's just a lot a lot goes into it yeah uh, I think that was my only concern I wrote down in my notes here with the Browns is the fact that Freddie Kitchens uh, rookie head coach and last year he wasn't even the interim head coach when they went 5-2 and it was Greg Williams Mm -hmm. he was just an offensive coordinator and obviously he had a good relationship with Baker Mayfield and we know how Baker Mayfield is I feel like uh, even in his second year even though it's barely his second year Baker already has a lot of pull with that front office Mm -hmm. and you know obviously they want to keep him happy but I think we've seen him uh, with it's different personalities, but Pete Carroll really tied himself to Russell Wilson, and we mm-hmm. saw how there was a mass exodus uh, of the of the Seahawks players. You know, the Legion of Boom kind of you know broke apart, and uh, we saw a lot of players who came out of that team and started saying how Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson were like you know, uh, you know, like buddy buddy, and buddy, it, yeah, it kind of rubbed off the wrong way. So um, it will be interesting to see. But yeah, I mean, I can see the Ravens um, addressing the other teams in this division. The Steelers, obviously, they lost Le'Veon Bell, which really didn't affect them with James Conner. Uh, yeah. They've also lost Antonio Brown, which might not even be a loss at this point because it seems like Juju Smith-Schuster is ready to step in. And uh, other receiver, uh, James Washington, has been stepping up. 
Um, also interesting to see that Mike Tomlin might be in the hot seat. And also, I mean, Big Ben's getting older, man, you know, and Big Ben hasn't exactly been the healthiest guy around lately. Yeah, so he's yeah, he's getting older, and then I think this season we'll, we'll see who was right or who was wrong because, you know, A.B. was bashing Big Ben in his arm and can't threat right and stuff like that. And we'll see this season and how Big Ben responds. And, you know, they were saying that Big Ben came out and said that he, he – after this training camp or during the training camp, he feel he he caught the love for football again. He's like that he's that he's been enjoying <laughs> being there. So uh, it's just I mean, it's funny, but we'll see how that goes. He is getting older, and I mean that defense. This still it's a it's a decent defense now that Devin Bush. Yeah, Devin record. Bush is looking so, good, man. Yeah, so I mean, we can't we can't push the Steelers away, but there's too many question marks on that team to, you know, pick them as division winners. And the Bengals, the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, are, come on now. Bengals, you know, another rookie no head AJ coach. No A.J. Green, another Fre- rookie head coach. Dude, they yeah, hired freaking Zach Taylor. Who, <laughs> I mean, is He's hey, part of the tree of... Uh, I'll eat crow. I'll eat crow if I have to later on down the road. I don't care. But he was literally the quarterback's coach for the Rams. Yeah. He wasn't an offensive coordinator. He wasn't an assistant head coach. He wasn't... He was a quarterback's coach, man. I mean, yeah, I think before that, maybe before that, I think he was a wide receivers assistant coach. He wasn't even Jesus. the high school. Yeah, and then from there he became quarterback coach, and then now a head coach. Like, really, you're yeah, banking on yeah. Zach Taylor, guy who's with uh, Sean McVay's uh, coaching tree. I know, I know, Denver was looking crazy. at him, but man, oh, I don't know. We'll see how he turns out, but it's just not a good situation with the Bengals right now. AJ yeah. Green injured again. Another guy I mentioned earlier, who I'm, you know, I would always wonder who might retire from injuries. Um, Andy Dalton isn't exactly, you know... He's not uh, a hot shot. I mean, you never know what you're going to get from Andy Dalton. Yeah, you don't want to put the team on his back. Uh, they got some nice pieces, though. They got Joe Mixon, that running back, and, uh, you know, they have Tyler Boyd, at receiver. But, yeah, the Bengals, not their year. Um, not anytime soon, at least. Yeah. So, and then the rookie, the rookie tackle that they drafted is uh, is out for the season, too. He, oh, man, that's he got hurt, so... Uh, yeah, yeah that, that's a big blow to their old line. So we'll see yeah. how that goes for them. Uh, let me see. All right, so that was the AFC North. I picked the Browns. Luis picked the Ravens. See how that one turns out. Uh, moving on to the AFC South. This one was another tough division, especially uh, with Andrew Luck retiring. Really shifted things around for me. So, Luis, it's your turn to pick. Who was your yeah. division winner? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, this whole Andrew Luck did change everything for me, too. And uh, I'm, I went with the Jaguars on this one. Ooh. Yeah, I just think that uh, Nick Foles becomes the short-term answer at quarterback for the Jags that okay. they've been looking for. Um, he, I think he's just going to do enough to win those games. He's going to do what Blake Bortles couldn't do for them, pretty much. Yeah. And then I think the defense is going to be playing with the chip on the shoulder. You know, 2017, they were awesome. They were great. 2018, they bought into the hype and did not do so well. And I think this offseason, this year, they're going to come in with that chip on the shoulder then they got uh they drafted Josh Allen, who they're saying is a freak of nature and is looking really good. Dude, he's looking like a steal. It's ridiculous. So I mean, all that just it looks great. You know, that's why I went with the Jaguars. Plus the Colts, no Andrew Luck, yeah, Titans. They just Titans are like a eight and eight team, you know, they're not like, <sighs> you know, honestly yeah. like just hearing your argument and then looking at my notes here because yesterday even when I was writing my uh, notes on the Jaguars, I pi- I picked the Texans. I picked the mm-hmm. Texans just because, you know, I was going to pick the Colts, but Andrew Luck's gone. And then the Jaguars after last year, it's like, you know, the Jaguars are the Jaguars of old until proven otherwise. The, you know, the mm-hmm. one, that one good year could always be an outlier. 
But it is yeah. it is always crazy that you know they're literally a couple seasons removed from an AFC Championship. Uh, for as far as the Texans go, I mean, obviously they have Deshaun Watson, who I'll admit right now I'm not the biggest fan of. I know um, you know he's good and he he wins for them, which is what matters at the end of the day. But I'm not completely sold on him. Uh, they still need to protect him. I know they invested a, a few picks into stacking the old line, but I mean they still have a lot of great talent with uh, DeAndre Hopkins, JJ Watt. And Clowney, who's there for now, but I've been hearing that there's a lot of trade rumors going on with Clowney. Um, so, yeah, I picked the Texans, but, I mean, the Jaguars are, you know, they're looking pretty good. And like you said, Nick Foles, we'll see how he does. Um, at receiver, they have D.D. Westbrook and D.J. Chark. Um, Leonard Fournette at running back, we can't forget. And mm-hmm. then um, they also still have Miles Jack, which I don't think he signed a contract extension or anything. And I do believe it's his contract year, and we know how a lot of players perform during their contract year. Yeah, and also with uh, Ramsey, too. So he's on a contract year, I think. Because yeah. they declined to pick up his option. So remember, Who, I think, I think he was... Who's that? Uh, Jalen Ramsey. Oh, John, okay, yeah. yeah. I, I think they're just so like... A lot of, I don't know what they're waiting for on that one. Because Jalen Ramsey's like... I think he's already a proven player, you know. Arguably the best yeah. corner in the league. I don't know. That's an interesting piece, but... I, I hope know. he walks away. Because he said he wants to go to the Titans or the Raiders. He said that? Yeah, he was on... Uh, Tyler Lewan's podcast and he was there they had mentioned they're talking about his contract and he's like yeah it's like if I could pick he's like I'd like to go to the Titans or the Raiders wow so, so that's oh. rooting for the Jaguars don't extend them and we'll welcome them with open arms here in Oakland okay and then um, him, and, him and Gary and Conley that would be great hopefully not hopefully not hopefully it doesn't work out um and then um other teams in this division obviously the Colts like we said Andrew Luck but Jacoby Brissett man has someone that's hasn't looked too shabby when he's had to step up and start you know yeah and he's been waiting for his his chance and now he has it you know he's like pretty much the leader of this team as far as quarterback position goes yeah, and, and I know they were looking to possibly move him or trade him, or I don't know how his contract was, if he's going to be a free agent. But, I mean, he still has good weapons there. Eric Ebron looked great last year. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, they brought in Devin Funches and then drafted uh, Paris Campbell. And, obviously, on defense, they'll still have Darius Leonard, and they also added Justin Houston. So, I mean, the Colts could surprise. No, but, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's just it's just like it's the hard part is picking the Colts without Andrew Luck. Yeah, you, you lost you know, a top-five quarterback, in my opinion, yeah. when healthy. You know, that's that's. But hard. don't get me wrong. The Colts could surprise everybody. Brissett is not a bad quarterback. That they surprised us last year. Starter. Yeah, and then that one year he was a full starter. I mean, he he was playing with nothing, and he he managed to do okay. Yeah. So now, like you said, with all these new pieces and everything, it's a better team. Maybe he might just, you know, you know just come out and do his thing and might be a wild card team you never know but yeah and then yeah. and then moving on the interesting this is why it's such a tough division because the titans are also in this division and um mariota's in his contract year also he finally needs to come through i think the biggest thing with him has just been staying healthy yeah i think i think uh, his first two injuries really got to him and it's just one of those mental things how some of these quarterbacks with injuries they just don't perform back to how they could how they yeah. were playing before. and i mean at this point he's got good weapons he's got Corey davis uh they brought in adam humphreys uh, still got Delaney Walker, who, you know, even though at his age, is still putting up good numbers. And then uh, I'm not a big fan of his because I just don't think his, he's that great as Derrick Henry. Uh, you know, oh, I, yeah. I think a lot of his numbers are inflated. I think, you know, he's had like, he had a massive game last year that really blew up his uh, his stats. I guess the Texans, right? I or the Colts. It was like 300 something yards. It was something ridiculous. And yeah. uh, they also drafted AJ Brown, the receiver. Uh, I, li- I actually like Mike Vrabel, the head coach. And I think he's a good coach. And then looking at their record last year, last year they beat the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the Patriots. 
you know, though. Yeah, so they had they had good wins. Those are good teams to beat, man. But I just don't know. They're so inconsistent. And then just the question of if Mariota stay health, stays healthy, is he still the guy? Is he the guy there? You know, after this year. So. And I think um, Taylor Lewan's out for suspended for the first four games. Oh too, yeah, right? just, he got suspended. Yeah, yeah, he was juicing. I think something like that. All right, yeah, so man. that was the AFC South. Um, I picked the Texans. Doubtfully, and Luis picked the Jaguars. So moving on to our favorite division, Luis, the Ooh. AFC West. I, I I hope, I hope for the sake of the credibility of this podcast that we pick the same team, or <laughs> I mean, I, I or, think or I, one of uh, two teams that is favored. <laughs> you know, like yeah, oh the Broncos Raiders. That's what we picked. <laughs> Jesus, put the nail in the coffin. Depending on what we got here, so I picked <laughs> the Chiefs. So. My reasoning, obviously, you know, I was I was like, I think Patrick Mahomes going to regress a little bit. But when you look at his numbers last year, he threw for what, 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he, regressing a little bit, he, but like still number one. <laughs> he's going to regress down to 4,500 yards and only 40 touchdowns. So, yeah. And I mean, yeah. so they still have Tyreek Hill, who, you know, uh, avoided suspension somehow. I don't know if he still has to face league discipline or I don't know what's going on there. No, he's done. That, he's yeah, done. The he's, in the clear? That that he's good to go. He's in the clear. Damn. That's why okay. there's a lot of backlash with yeah. that. Like, people are like, if, like, what? But yeah. He's, yeah, they're done with him. Yeah, so they got Tyreek Hill there, who was a monster. And then they added McCole Hardman out of uh, Georgia in the draft, who was supposed to be like Tyreek Hill's replacement. He's pretty much the same player Tyreek Hill is. Obviously, uh, not at his level, but as far as the attributes and the you know the skills there, he was supposed to be the replacement. And now they have both of them, and then uh, they still have Travis Kelsey, who's the best tight end in the game now with Gronk on. And then they still have Sammy Watkins there. I mean, that offense is going to be hard to stop. They added yeah. Frank Clark on defense. They still have Chris Jones, who had 15 and a half sacks last season. They added Jesus. Tyron Matthew in the secondary, and they also got rid of their defense coordinator and brought in Steve Spagnuolo. Yeah, don't forget Alex Okafor and Morris Claiborne and Carlos Hyde and the list goes on and on. Carlos Hyde might be gone though, but I get your point. They still, you know, there's still some names there. So I think the Chiefs are just going to be hard to stop, man. And like I said, Mahomes doesn't look like he's lost a step at all. He looks the same. Um, it's fucking annoying. It is what it is. But uh, oh, and yeah, then, it's, just, it's the second year as a full start. He's going into second year. It's crazy. Yeah, man. And I told you this last year when you're like, oh, I'm not sold on Mahomes yet. And oh, yeah, I was you told me like in the beginning of the season, I was like, yeah, whatever. And in the middle of the season, I was like, ah, all right, maybe. And then I told by you. By the end of the season, I was like, oh, <laughs> shit, we're fucked. Yeah, I told you. The worst part is, like, you know, if this guy, you know, he's 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 been healthy one year in. You know, he, he evades pocket good. He doesn't get hit hard from what I've seen. He's going right. to play for, like, 15 years, man. And he's going to stay with the Chiefs for fucking this over for who knows how long, so. That's crazy. You know, and then the Chargers. So the Chargers, you know, it was between the Chiefs and the Chargers. I'm pretty sure it was the same for you for this division. Yeah. But the the Chargers are arguably the more talented team. But it's not the first time they've been the most talented team in the oh, division yeah. or even in the league. And they haven't come through, man. And then also they the... Can, they get injured a lot too. Yes, yes, yes. The injuries, they lost Derwin James, who was already one of the best young safeties in the game. And then the Melvin Gordon holdout is a distraction, regardless, you know, even if you say it's not, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so we'll see. I don't know. I'm not sold on the Chargers. And then I don't know if you want to address the other two teams in that division, Broncos and Raiders. Yeah. Well, to just add on to the Chargers, also Russell Kung is out with an injury, their left tackle. So uh, from what I know, the Chargers O-line isn't that great behind the starters. So, yeah, just with that alone, it's going to be tough to protect Philip Rivers. 
The other two teams, the Broncos starting fresh with new QB, new coach, same defense. Um, New, but, uh, new, new, pieces, new pieces. New pieces. New pieces. Um, but yeah, here are my notes right away, just as you mentioned. New head coach, new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator, and a new quarterback. So, I mean, it's pretty much, you know, if you're going to refresh your franchise, that's pretty much all the pieces that you're going to replace. Uh, yeah. A lot of promising pieces on offense and defense. Um, I don't think it's the year they make that leap. I, I wouldn't be surprised, though, because I've seen crazier shit happen, obviously, if they somehow sneak into the wild card. Look at that defense, man. It's just. Yeah, they've looked you're, good, you're man. Think about the Broncos' defense these past years. You know that Super Bowl year. It's just it's been that defense, is what, what gets them gets them out of trouble. It's, um, it's been it's been the Broncos' calling card. It's like elite defense, mediocre offense, and yeah. uh, and I remember the Super Bowl winning season where, <laughs> where you're like, oh, they can't keep winning like this because it was it was really crazy, <laughs> it was, man. It was ridiculous, man. I was just like, it was the defense, Von like strip sacks all over the place. I don't know if you remember the Chiefs game. I think I still have it as my Facebook header just because I've been too lazy to to change it. But I think it was like the Chiefs were about to seal the deal, win the game, and then somehow Jamal Charles fumbles. And Bradley Roby picks it up and runs it in for a touchdown, and the Broncos win. Like, yeah, it, it was it like was that, that type of stuff, man. <laughs> it's like you know, it's like it's, it's so it's like this type of shit that you get mad when you play Madden. It's like you know, like you're running the ball, oh, you're I about just, to you're about to score, and you, for some reason you decide to dive into the end zone, and the player fumbles. You know, yeah. it's like that type of stuff, man. So that's been the Broncos' calling card, and then the defense. I mean, this year, obviously, I'm a little biased, but I mean, Chubb and Von Miller are just gonna wreck shit, man. Like, you know. If these corners can even cover for like two or three seconds, you know, they have Chris Harris, they brought in Bryce <laughs> Callahan, Kareem Jackson. Like, that's all you need, honestly. Yeah. You know, like, just that's all you need. So, I, I, like I said, I'm being realistic. I don't think this is the year for them, obviously. I think I'm, I'm honestly biased also because I'm looking forward to Drew Locke. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but the Broncos and then, I mean, the Raiders, I'll give you my quick notes before I let you take over because that's your team. Uh, for me, it's a mixed bag, you know, really good talent, some good talent on offense, but uh, I think the A-B drama could possibly take some away from the team chemistry, and, and there's a ton of questions defensively as well. Yeah, just to add on to that, um, yeah, the Raiders, they're starting the season with huge turnover on both sides of the ball. I think on offense, there's like eight new starters, and defense, there's another eight new starters, and the only positive is that, you know, same quarterback and same head coach and same uh co- coordinators but yeah it's it's a it's too much of a turnover to see how they're going to be then the regular season uh, if there's enough time to gel then a b uh his drama and hopefully once the season starts it just all shuts down and just he focuses on football and goes out there and performs and i feel I, I mean yeah i might be a little biased in thinking that once football season week one comes around it's he's gonna shut it all out because his biggest hey, thing will be yeah, his biggest thing was to go out there, put up the numbers, and become the best receiver. I know he has, he really wants to pass Jimmy Rice. So if he wants to do that, he needs to be out there and play. But uh, yeah, it's just, I mean. I think I asked you earlier, but uh, we didn't say it on the podcast. I asked you a few weeks ago, what would you consider a, a successful season for the Raiders? Record-wise, yeah, I think I think I said it was like nine and seven or ten and six. Yeah, I know ten and six. I was like, man, that's a bit optimistic because I think I said for six, yeah, I think yeah. I said for the Broncos, I was like seven and nine or eight and eight. You know, like just because yeah. of the way things are, and then not to mention, I don't know, I think the Raiders' schedule is similar, but I mean they have a tough ass schedule. The Broncos do. Uh, oh yeah, well I think our whole division because we we, we kind of have to play each other. Schedule. Yeah, we have to play all the teams have to play each other twice, and none of the teams are an easy out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I mean, um, that was the AFC West. We both picked the Chiefs. 
mm-hmm. and we both picked the Raiders to finish last in the division. So uh, moving on, uh, moving on over to the NFC. Let me see. Um, it's your turn to pick, Lise. Uh, let's see if we pick the same team. Who are you picking to win the All NFC right. East? So for the NFC East, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of this team, but I picked the Cowboys. Ooh. Yeah, despite despite all the drama that they're going on with the contracts and stuff, uh, once week one comes around, uh, you know we already said we might be without Zeke, but Coop and Dak we, are showing we, up. We, we might be without Zeke. Did you make some? No, I said I said I said what did I say? I think I you said, said we. About, <laughs> no, I said week one. We talked about it already, but week one they might be without Zeke. Yeah. I hope I didn't say we. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Closet fan yeah, over there. I mean, <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, God no. Um, no, I mean just to add on to that, it's just uh, the Cowboys were the hottest team towards the end of last season. Um, I think they made some more uh, additions on offense with Randall Cobb. Mm-hmm. Uh, Good veteran and then presence. Jason, Jason Wins also coming back. Thank God. And then you know, uh, yeah. That's pretty much it. Why I picked the Cowboys? It's just a harder team. I, I'm not really sold on the Eagles and Carson Wentz. Oh, okay. So I picked the Eagles, mm-hmm. and obviously it's funny because the number one thing on my note is it's the division. Like the whole, it rides on Wentz staying healthy. But for <laughs> some reason, I think it finally happens this year. I think you know the Eagles. You know, I was really surprised when they won the Super Bowl uh, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, and I just think you know they're because there's no Nick Foles there to save them this time. No, but well, I got Josh McCown now. Yeah, who looked good in the preseason. But uh, <laughs> um, but I think it's just, you know, a lot of familiarity in that offense. He still has Alshon Jeffrey and Zach Ertz, and they added Deshaun Jackson, who somehow mm-hmm. at his advanced age is still looking really, really good. Um, you know, they I think they traded for Jordan Howard, and then they, yeah. also, they also drafted Miles Sanders. And then the defense, I feel, still really solid, especially with Fletcher Cox, who's a, a game changer. And uh, they added Malik Jackson in the middle also, who's also been proven to be great in the past. And then the playoff Mm -hmm. experience. And then the biggest thing that detracted me from the Cowboys, because obviously the Cowboys looking at their roster, my God, man. Like, you couldn't ask for much more. Uh, You know, Zeke, Amari Cooper, uh, Lane Vanderesh, Jalen Smith, Demarcus Lawrence. I know Wuzier is also becoming a decent corner. But I'm just not super sold on Dak in crunch time. Uh, I think the, the contract situations are also a distraction and it takes away, you know. And then mm-hmm. I'm also not the biggest fan, and I know there's a lot of Cowboy fans that share this sentiment of uh, Jason Garrett. You know, like, it's I just don't think he has what it takes to get this team over that hump, especially when we have teams like the Rams and the Saints in the NFC still. Yeah, that's true. Um, there's not many fans of uh, Jason Garrett, but, yeah, I think the me, for me the biggest thing why I picked Cowboys is just because I don't think Carson West is going to stay healthy all year. Yeah, and the Cowboys did. I mean, like you just mentioned, that roster looks great, and then they have Kellen Moore as their new offensive coordinator. <laughs> so that's just, I mean, young OC quarterback experience might have some crazy ideas up his sleeve. So you never know; they just might instead of uh, a screen on third and twenty to Zeke, they might do like a <laughs> slant to Coop. You know, <laughs> I, I hope we never you let never the know. memes die. <laughs> we'll see, but uh, yeah. And then uh, the rest of the division, the Giants and the Redskins, yeah, they're just horrible. I mean, the Redskins, super unstable quarterback situations. Haskins, obviously a rookie who's still learning. Uh, Case Keenum's not that great. I think even in interviews with uh, Gruden, he wasn't super confident in his abilities. 
Cole yeah. McCoy injured. Uh, they have a great running back with uh, Darius Geist, the sub Adrian Peterson, but there's not much else to build around. Jordan Reed. Trent Williams isn't there yet. Yeah, Trent Williams wants out because I guess, you know, the the Redskins and the ownership are who we thought they were. Pieces of crap. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, like, uh, there's not much else to bank on there, you know? like And then Jordan Reed, as I was saying, he just suffered another concussion, who at this point, honestly, might be in his best, best interest just to hang him up. And yeah, uh, the unfortunate. yeah, and then the Giants. Giants just feel like it's a bridge year to Daniel Jones. If not, it might be Daniel Jones a few games in. Um, yeah, definitely, because that roster is not. They traded away OBJ, Olivier Vernon, and then Collins uh, left on free agency. And then man, I just don't hope. Like I don't know. I don't have a lot of faith in the Giants. And then I know Daniel Jones has looked good, but uh, I was watching a YouTube video where they broke down some of his film, and they were saying how he made mistakes that rookies make, but. They worked out for him, you know, like uh, the trajectory on some of his passes, the way they were set up, they should have been picked, but they weren't. And uh, the same passes that he made trajectory wise, decision wise, were the same passes that Haskins made and are passes that he's getting roasted for. But the re- it worked out for Daniel Jones. So that's why, you know, it's not um, that he mm-hmm. looks so good in a sense. And uh, Eli, I mean, Eli's still out there like freaking fighting for that job, man. I was watching a clip the other day where he was laying down a block. Like ten yards down, <laughs> I was like, "Oh damn!" <laughs> He's willing to risk it all to keep it in the yeah, job, man. But uh, like, you don't see Danny Jones doing this shit. <laughs> yeah, man. He was like ten yards down the line. He was ready to sacrifice it all. Oh, poor guy, man. Uh, no, I, I love Eli, man. Honestly, you know, yeah, I think he's, like, he's, yeah, he's awesome, man. And then um, I just, I just hope honestly that they don't waste Saquon Barkley a lot, how the Rams did with Steven Jackson all those years ago, man. Because you know he's he's looking like oh, potentially an all time great running back already and um it just sucked to like see him you know wasted there yeah yeah that'd be unfortunate all right so um that was the nfc east i picked the eagles luis picked the cowboys because he's a cowboys fan and, uh, <laughs> moving on to the nfc north so i'll go on this one this is another spicy right. one so yeah what did you pick i'm curious to know what you picked i picked oh man it's like one of those things where it's like man i i went with my heart you know instead of yeah. with the you know what i was reading on paper um i picked the packers so mm. i think you know these past couple of years it's all uh, it's been tom brady patrick mahomes right like that's been the t- yeah. and a little drew Brees sprinkled in and jared goff and I think Aaron Rodgers is just going to be pissed, man. Like, we know he's got a bit of an ego, and rightfully so. I mean, he's one of the best of all time to do it. So I think he's just going to completely go out and, like, on a revenge tour. Uh, Weapons-wise, does Devontae Adams, Geronimo Allison, a rookie last year, was looking pretty good on uh, my on my fantasy team. Uh, mm-hmm. Aaron Jones, you know, hometown boy that we really like, who's uh, done great things so far, as yeah. far as he can stay out of trouble. On defense, they added, healthy. yeah, stay healthy too. They added Cedarius Smith on defense, drafted Rashawn Gary, and then Kenny Clark is in the middle. And then they also brought in Adrian Amos, the safety from the Bears. And then obviously they finally got rid of Mike McCarthy. Uh, I know last year you and me were like, man, I think it might be gone, and you were like, oh, I'm not so sure. And then lo and behold, <laughs> oh, next week it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, jeez. And then they brought in Matt Lafleur. So with this division, I mean, like I said, Aaron Aaron Rodgers, I know. He doesn't have the best roster around him compared to the other rosters in his division, but I just mm-hmm. think Aaron Rodgers is that great compared to the other quarterbacks in his division. And looking at the other teams, the Bears were great in 2018, and a lot of people are talking about how the defense is still going to be great, but, I mean, they lost a few pieces, and most importantly, yeah. they lost the Vic Fangio, man. Like, that's big, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what your thoughts are. Who'd you pick? Let's see. Hell, yeah. Um, I picked... at. I think for me, it's just I looked at it on a paper and I 
Yeah, man, I just feel really good about this team. It's just you the Vikings. A, yeah, you made an educated decision. Yeah, I went with the Vikings. It's just for me. I, I'm 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 huge on the fact that last year was just a first season for Cousins, and uh, they had a uh, De Filippo, I think, as their OC, yeah, and who just didn't know what he was heavy. doing. Yeah. yeah. So this year, I mean, with, they have your boy Gary Kubiak there, and he's a uh, not my boy. <laughs> uh, you know, they'll be in, he'll be in charge of the offense. He'll most likely he'll he's be in a, charge of most of the offense. He's listed as an offensive co- uh, advisor. Advisor, yeah, it's very yeah. interesting. But we, I mean, we both know he's going to be pulling the strings. They probably, so he mean, they probably, probably did it. Probably, it's just for his anxiety because you know he's had those health yeah. issues. They're like, you won't be OC, you'll be offensive advisor. You know, you just chime in from time to time. Yeah. So there's that, and then. He, so it's pretty much his offense, and you're familiar with his offense. It's uh, it's, he's, I think they'll feature run heavy offense, so that's going to help uh, keep pressure off of Cousins and open up the field for uh, Diggs and uh, Thielen. Who's the and running back? It's that running back that hasn't been able to stay healthy. Is it De- Dalvin Cook? De- yeah, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. So yeah, he had, he looked really good in uh, last night's preseason game. He he had like an 80 yard run and he's looking great. So if he stays healthy. Uh, they still got Harrison I mean, Smith, one of the best safeties in the game. Yeah, and then their defense, the defense is still looking good. Their offense is looking good too. And then they also they drafted um, uh, Irv Irv Smith. Oh yeah, Irv Smith uh, Jr. tight end. My notes. And yeah. they still have Rudolph there, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's gonna be it's a good really tight end good combo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then they drafted uh, Garrett Bradbury and uh, Drew Samia, who are uh, O line. And then they signed uh, a guard, Josh Klein, too. So those three uh, to take over the O-line, it's going to be a big improvement for the Vikings to protect Cousins and open up those holes. Yeah, it's not going to matter if they can't find a kicker. So, uh, Oh, well, they, dra- they, uh, they traded, they traded for right, for like this yeah. beast-ass kicker. But, you know, yeah, gonna, who's a, he's, a, he's a punter kicker. He's does both. So Yeah, it's the, the yeah. head coach. There, <laughs> Mike, it's, it's Mike Zimmer as a head coach, right? I don't know if you've heard his yeah. comments like against kickers. Like, he doesn't consider them, like, football Major players. Part. Like, yeah. yeah, man, he, like, talks down on them. And it's like, holy shit. You know, like, I wouldn't want to kick. That's why Dan Bailey's, like, messing up on purpose. Yeah, I wouldn't want. Well, I don't know if he's in on purpose, but it's like, I wouldn't want to play for this guy. You know, or it must mentally drain yeah. you going in, knowing that your head coach doesn't think shit of you. You know, mm-hmm. so it's kind of hard for me to root for Mike Zimmer if he has those kind of sentiments. I mean, you know, they're, it's a, the kicker's a tough position, man. Like. Oh, yeah, that's a lot of pressure. It ain't no joke. Even those tiny little extra points, you miss one, that that could be the difference. You know, like it's yeah. well, it's we've a super seen it plenty of times. Yeah, the years. yeah, big wins, like big wins coming down to someone's leg, and you know, it's it's not that easy. I mean, you and me have gone out there and kicked field goals. Obviously, we're not professionals, yeah. but it's a lot harder yeah. than it looks. You know, uh, hey Bears, if you need a kicker, sign me. I'm good. Yeah, we're, we're going to go ahead and end this podcast on that note. Uh, <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. This was it. <laughs> no, but yeah, the Vikings, I think it was the team I was most tempted to pick besides the Packers. And then honestly, the Lions are a dark horse for me uh, just because they've added, they've added a lot of talent, man. And they already had a lot of existing uh, talent. And I think Matthew Stafford, obviously, you know, is a great quarterback to me anyways. Great arm strength, great arm talent. Mm-hmm. Um, they have Kenny Galladay, added CJ Anderson. He's always been, you know, a baller. Uh, they have Carry yeah. on Johnson there. They brought in Mike Daniels from the Packers, who was let go. Uh, Darius mm-hmm. Slay, and then they also drafted T.J. Hawkinson, who is looking like a great tight end, can block and catch. And then they brought in Trey Flowers uh, for the pass rush from the yep. Patriots, and then Matt Daniel Patricia. Mandola. Yeah, Daniel Mandola too. You know, veteran presence. And Matt Patricia is in the second year, so you know you're expecting to see some improvements. And it could be a tough team, man. Like you know, 
I'm looking yeah, at this. Yeah, like like you said, they'll be like the do- uh, dark horse team, a low key team that no one pays attention to. Man, a major injury on the Vikings, Bears, or Packers, and I could see the Lions sneaking up and taking a division, especially because I really think Matthew Stafford is the second best quarterback in that division behind uh, Rodgers. Oh yeah. Well, wait, no. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, but you, I, I have I cousins. Like, I like you like cousins. cousins. You like Kirk. I don't. I'm I'm not a hundred percent sold on Kirk. I mean. He's like I mean uh, Rogers. Rogers is the best, but one of you see that's why I didn't pick the Packers because I'm still his injuries. I'm, still, I'm making, yeah his injuries, man. That's why I, for me I don't know if you noticed, but a lot of this, a lot of my picking has gone with the injuries. If, the, <laughs> if yeah. these players, if they, I mean if Rogers could stay healthy this whole year with uh, Aaron Jones, you know that combo right there would be great for the Packers. And yeah, I could see them taking over. But if Rogers can't stay healthy, and more importantly the O line, if they can't open up the holes or block for him. With with that division that, that pass rushes that they have to face every week and Khalil Mack and yeah that division's uh, gonna suck Vikings man pass rush <clears throat> so it's just it's it's iffy you know that's why I didn't go with the Packers the Lions like you did mention they are dark horse so I mean I didn't see it that way I was just like oh it's just the Lions um, I think and the Bears I, I'm not a fan of the Bears <sighs> neither am I mean, neither am I they look like a good last team on year paper. I thought, yeah I thought they were just like it might be a fluke year and then they got you know, beat by now, the Eagles right. Yeah, yeah, that's like yeah, well, yeah, I've missed the that field goal. They hit the foot. The they're like post. the they're like the Texans. They're like what the Texans are in the AFC, which was what the Chiefs were before that. You know, good records, but one and done, if that. Yeah. You know, so that? uh, yeah, that's how I feel about the Bears too. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think the Lions. Well, just looking at the whole division, it's not going to be a fun division to play in because you're gonna, you're going to wake up sore the next day, man. All these yeah. teams are like big teams playing in the cold. Lions obviously indoors, but. Uh, I mean, the Vikings are indoors too. Oh yeah, they are right. Yeah, I mean it's just a tough team all the way around. Good defenses, um, and then like I said, the Lions. I can imagine them just pounding the ball. Like they're going to be that team that you don't want to play late down in the season because you know they're just going to pound the ball on you, especially oh, yeah. with C.J. Anderson. Um, okay, so that was the NFC North. I picked the Packers, and you picked the Vikings. Uh, moving on to the NFC South, I think it's your turn to go first, right? I think we both picked the same team on this one. Uh, I think so. I, I went ahead and just picked the Saints. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just uh, you know, chip on the shoulder. Yep. I mean, they were the best, arguably the best team last season. Um, reason the Saints would be coming back stronger. They added Jerry Cook, who's a low key, really good tight end. Uh, he was with the Raiders this past year or two, and he was with the Packers before that. So he yeah, he's gonna really be good. really good, man. So that's just another weapon for Breeze. And then you add Latavius Murray, who's also a good uh, good running back. Uh, good running back to have in there to switch it out with Alvin Kamara so that's uh, that's why I think it's just yeah and then, the Saints uh, the Saints yeah it, like you said chip on their shoulder from the missed call last year which you know I, I know <laughs> there's still a lot of Saints fans still hung up on that mm-hmm. uh, Alvin Kamara is the lead back now with Mark Ingram gone they did add Latavius Murray but I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that Kamara is going to be like the number one back so oh yeah he is yeah, yeah he, his numbers are like as far as like he's going to get more carries this year compared to the last few years Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, like it's like their championship window is now, you know, there's like a sense of desperation because Drew Brees could retire, not not yeah. only retirement, but just, you know, the arm regression. Um, if it gets to the point where Payne Manning was where you have to rely on a elite defense to carry you. And I just don't know if they're built for that. They have a great running yeah. back, but I just don't know if they're built for that. And then um, obviously uh, other teams in that division, the Panthers, uh, a lot of injury questions. With Cam Newton again, especially great pieces mm-hmm. there, like a lot of so many other teams in other divisions that you know they're just unfortunately it's not their year for one reason or another. Now the the Falcons should be better because last year you know they got the injury bug, 
But even yeah. even at full health, I just don't think they're as good as the Saints. But if they play up to their potential, they should be in the playoffs. I just, I mean, the way I saw it, like this division is up for grabs. Um, I thought that all three teams were be really good. The Buccaneers, I'm not really sold on the Buccaneers yeah. and James Winston. Yeah. But uh, Viking, I mean, uh, Falcons, Panthers, and Saints. You know, that's gonna be a really good three battle. The Panthers, just really, like you said, it depends on Cam Newton. He could stay healthy. Uh, but the Falcons, my biggest question marks there was just the how they're new on both sides of the ball with their defensive coordinators, the coordinators, offense, and defense. So just to see how they do there. But if, like you said, if they, if they go all out and ball out, you know, it's going to be really, really fun to watch the Falcons and Saints go at it again. But uh, adding to that Drew Brees and the desperation, uh I think the biggest thing for them, and it's something that we saw towards the end of last year, is just uh, his his arm strength decreasing. It's not there. And that, yeah, it's just not there. And he's, you could tell. And under throwing I think, balls. I think that interception. If I'm not mistaken, that interception he threw in overtime was also like an underthrown ball. Where he tried airing it out, and he got hit. Right, he got hit. And it wasn't yeah. even intercepted. So, and, and then even some of his cleaner passes are were underthrown. You know, and so that's why I'm saying it's like win now mode for the Saints. Yeah. And then the uh, going back to the Falcons a little bit, it's just baffling to me how they can't make that offense work. I mean, Matt Ryan, uh, Devontae Freeman, who I know was injured, but he's back now. And then you have Julio mm-hmm. Jones, Calvin Ridley, uh, Sanu, Austin Hooper at tight end. Like, that offense has to work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it has to. I mean, that's why, and that's why I'm, like, for me, that like I was saying, the biggest question mark would be that OC and how they, how he makes this work. I mean, he was their OC in 2016 or 14 when the Falcons had, like, a top 10 offense. Um, but yeah, I mean, if they make that work and they stay healthy, it's gonna be good to watch. But uh, I don't yeah. know if you want to add to that. I'd yeah. like to just cut you off. No, no, you're good. And then um, the Bucks, like we said, Bruce Arians, new head coach, still have Jameis Winston, um, decent pieces at uh, certain positions. But I just don't think <laughs> they're gonna do much this year. Yeah, they uh, have a good coaching staff, though. I mean, yeah. Bruce Arians, the only Tom Bowles is there. Bruce Arians, DC. Um, I, I read his book a while back. Humble brag, I read. Uh, mm-hmm. I read his book a while back and. He just the way he worded it, because this was before he was obviously with the Bucks. He was kind of saying that how the Cardinals was his last coaching job, you know, because he wanted to be at home more. And then all of a sudden he takes this Bucks job, and it's just like, how committed are you? Or was this something where you're like, oh man, you know, I miss football. I got nothing better to do. Let me go here. But I just don't know, like, yeah, you know, be like, how how are you gonna be there? How much he wants to take it? Does he really want to rebuild this team? I'm not exactly sure. So that's why that's why I feel about John Gruden, man. But that's really a topic for a different yeah. That's a topic for yeah. another day because that's a whole could, other. Could, that's yeah. That's a bit, we'll go another rabbit hole with that. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll save that for another time. But yeah, NFC South. So uh, we both picked the Saints. Uh, moving on, I think we're on our last division, right? The West. Yeah, NFC West. Uh, my turn to pick. I'm sure we picked the same team. Uh, I picked the Rams. Um, yep. Obvious reasons. Uh, great coach team. They had a. They're going to take a big learning experience out of the Super Bowl loss last year. Uh, Jared Goff probably also have a chip on his shoulder, looking to bounce back. Um, he had a great regular season last year. You know, he's not the best showing in the Super Bowl. Uh, question marks on the team. Uh, Todd Gurley's health. They drafted a running back pretty early on in the draft, uh, which kind of makes you wonder how things are going to be. Um, as far as defense, they're still good. Still have Wade Phillips, and then of course Aaron Donald is a complete game changer. Mm-hmm. Um, best defensive player might end up being one of the top five best defensive players ever depending on how he keeps going and um, uh, I don't know how you feel I'm pretty sure you picked the Rams also yeah yeah I mean it's a no-brainer in that division 
I mean, I, for a minute I thought I was like maybe the Seahawks, but then I look at that defense and that defensive line and how they're gonna struggle to add pressure. So I was just like, yeah, the Rams all the way. And they also signed Clay Matthews and Eric Weddle. I don't know if you mentioned that. I was. I, I, I didn't. I down. didn't. But those are solid oh, okay. additions. Yeah, so that's gonna help them out a lot on defense. A defense that gave up twenty six points per game, I think. So that's a major addition to help them out reduce that. And it's just the Rams are looking really good, and you know, like you said, a chip on the shoulder to to show everybody that they're better than that team. That lost in that Super Bowl, especially Jared Goff, man. Enough. Because I I feel like the defense showed up enough in that game, but just oh yeah, Jared Goff just looked like lost. You a know, system. Like, yeah, he looked like the system quarterback. Because everybody I, says I he think, was. Yeah, I think they were saying like how you know um, Sean McVay was pretty much breaking down the defense for him in his helmet right up till the mm-hmm. the point of snap when they shut the mics off. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. And I think the, and I think one of yeah one of the things that that I remember listening to in that game was that. The Patriots weren't setting up until after that second. I think it was like up to the 15 second mark. So once that clock hits 15 seconds, you know the mic. They would. Cuts they off. would. Sh- they would show their real. Then the pats. Yeah. Then the pats were set up to the defense yeah. that they're supposed to. And Goff was like, "Oh, what the hell?" I'm, I'm. I'm wondering if other teams were able to pick up on that because I mean, as that, that's obviously a super Patriots thing to do, but I feel like other teams mm-hmm. would be able to pick up on that obvious well, loophole. I mean, yeah, I think that's something that we'll we'll find out once the season starts because I mean that's something that this barely started going out there in the playoffs and you know the better team looks the more these uh, these uh, analysts need to study to talk about them during the game so that's another thing mentioned in the Super Bowl was that hey you know uh, McAvey breaks on the defense for golf until the second until the mic c- cuts off so maybe this season once it starts well that's something that we'll have to look out for and see if teams start doing that more often is yeah. you know showing, showing the true colors until yeah and then, and then um, other teams in that division, the 49ers, of course, uh, they're getting bit by the injury bug bad this year. Oh, uh, poor guys. Can't catch a break. Yeah. And then the other thing, I know I told you this a few years ago, but I'm not a Jimmy G guy. Even yeah. even when they went undefeated, I was like, okay, you know, cool. They went undefeated. But, you know, so did like Josh McDaniels with the Broncos and like Kyle Lorton and Tim Tebow for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't I just don't see enough out of Jimmy G. I just, I just think he's very unsure of himself. Uh, and I think after that injury, that that too, and then it's just obviously there's a lot of pressure that comes when you get a big contract. You know, you're you're in your own head, and then um, I think I don't know if you read that in practice he threw like five straight picks or something yeah, crazy, like it's like six interceptions. Yeah, man, and then obviously they played that. the Broncos, and he didn't look too hot there either. Uh, so, but th- that's a team that like needs to start winning because you know they invested <laughs> they invested like. Yeah. On the coaches, on the players. Yeah, it's, a lot of John Lynch. You know, that. John Lynch is there as the as the GM or GM. whatever. Yeah, so it's like that's a team that needs to win for everybody's sake, or else you know people are gonna start getting fired. <laughs> you know, like yeah, that's gonna be pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but um, yeah. Uh, to add on to that, yeah, for me, before I, I'm a Jimmy, I was a Jimmy G fan. Or, oh, I still. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go back on it. I'm a Jimmy G fan. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for the 49ers, the biggest thing is like if he gets get healthy, if he stays healthy and gets back into that, you know how how is he gonna play? But you know, and I think uh, Shanahan was saying that yeah, he did throw six picks, but it's good that it's during practice and get that get that rust off his shoulders and get it out of the system. And, yeah, you know, I don't know. It's just it's we'll there's see. too many question we'll marks see. there. And then the Cardinals, uh, Cardinals obviously, I think it's a rebuilding year for them. Yeah, um, super exciting sides. rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach super young team um, they're going to be fun to yeah. watch though I mean they're going to you know line them up they have that air raid offense 
Uh, they're going to be throwing it downfield a lot. Um, so it should be a fun team, but obviously I don't think it's one that's going to contend for the division this year. Yeah, definitely not. And then who else is in that division? Seattle? That's it. Well, so we Seattle talked to Seattle. Like I said they're yeah. going to pretty much ride Russell Wilson. Um, and if mm-hmm. DK Metcalf can, you know, I think he's injured right now, but if he can get healthy along with uh, Tyler Lockett, that's a lot of speed on the field. Um, yeah. Still got Bobby Wagner uh, running the defense, best re- middle linebacker in the game. Uh, they did get rid of Frank Clark, so it'll be interesting because the the Seahawks have also surprised sometimes. You know, they're just mm-hmm. great and experience alone. They've been able to grind out good seasons, so yeah. that should be interesting. Anything else, Luis, you, you want to add to this uh, before we polish up? No. Division winners. I mean, pretty much covered them yeah, all. That's pretty much it. Yeah, there's no yeah, need to add. Not a lot of surprises, uh, different yeah. opinions. Um, it's be good. Yeah. Anything else? We'll probably we'll probably, we'll probably revise this again, maybe four or five weeks into the season, and then yeah, talk we'll see. About it. Maybe like midweek, mid mid season, we can go back on these and see how things are going. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so anyone who's listening, thank you so much for listening. Uh, just some quick updates. Uh, we have spread the podcast out. We are on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, also Google Play, and um, like I said, I think you follow us on Instagram at Sideline Huddle Pod. Also, Twitter, Twitter, sideline huddle pod should be there. Linked in a, uh, we'll link it. Please, guys, <laughs> don't sound. Use, could use, <laughs> how desperate am I? Please, guys, you could Jesus use uh, Christ. some uh, some followers and that listens just to uh, get some no, feedback no, from no, you guys. I mean, real talk. I mean, if anyone's listening this far and we appreciate the support. Uh, like I said, we're still fairly new. We're still getting you know used to this. Trying to be more consistent. I was out of town, so. That's why we missed an episode, and now we're both starting oh, school yeah. tomorrow. So Just trying to start a family. Yeah, trying to start a family. Yeah, right. Uh, and um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, we're both starting school tomorrow, so we'll see how our schedules line up. But hopefully we'll be able to crank these out once a week. Um, but, yeah, Luis, anything you want to add before we go? I know we're running a little long here, but it's all good. Yeah. No, it's not good because if I start talking or say anything, I'm going to get emotional. And uh, Oh, my God. Yeah, all right, guys. Uh, all right. Uh, well, thanks for everyone for listening. We'll probably send it there. Yeah, we'll catch you guys soon. Um, so, yeah. See you guys soon. Appreciate you guys.